thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. <laughs> Man, we are excited to be with you at Luminous Church. I hope that you are enjoying your worship experience so far. What an incredible time of worship. An amazing, amazing worship team. Love Elisa. Want to brag on Elisa just for a few moments. We came up and did announcements. So she has been diligently seeking and spreading the gospel on the university. And so last week with five college students baptized, that's incredible. Can we give God a big hand for that one more time? Man, it is amazing. We had such a fun service last Sunday. That was just a little teaser, but um, I love God. Every time we've done baptisms, it rains. And I just love that rain brings brings about freshness. Freshness resembles being new, something new. It rained on my wedding, and I thought that God didn't want me to get married. I said, God, why is it raining? And, uh, but the wedding was awesome, and I'm still married. So, <laughs> and you're still baptized, and you still love Jesus. Man, we are so good. We've been, we've been in this series called Hashtag Good News. Hashtag Good News. And uh, such an appropriate series for us. Oftentimes, as a church and as Christians, we focus on things that are bad news. Uh, we, we, we watch Fox News, CNN, whatever it may be, and all we see is, is alert, bad news, alert, earthquake, alert, you know, um, guy running from the police, alert this, alert that, and uh, most oftentimes it's bad news. But I'm excited that there is actually some good news in the world. Believe it or not, there's good news. It's good news that you're here this morning with us. That's yeah. good news. It's good to see you this morning. It's good news that we had fresh, fresh baked goods this morning. Yeah. It's good news that I drink a lot of coffee, and I'm really excited for this service. That's good news <laughs> for you so you don't fall asleep. Man, it, as I was searching news stories, I was searching news stories this week. I was trying to find some good news in the news. And I didn't come across too much. But this in the news is um, I, I'm wearing um, a Spurs shirt this morning. Go Spurs go. And if you do not like this shirt, then you do not have to come back to this church. You don't have to. But you can. Hey, um, I, I love it. Chase and I, I was trash talking with Chase last night. He's a Dallas Mavs fan. And, uh, that's bad news. But in other news, uh, it was fun to connect with him and trash talk with him. You know, there's this guy who's just been a maniac lately in basketball, uh, Westbrook. You may or may not like Westbrook, um, but he's crazy. He, uh, he talks a lot of trash. He has a big game has a big head, and you're like, that dude is just bad. He's just bad. But in other news, 
Westbrook actually won the All-Star MVP, and with that won a Kia Sorento. And he gave this Kia, or maybe Sonata, I'm not sure. He, won, he gave this Kia to a single mom of two kids, and he just gave it to her. And he said, not only am I going to give you this gift, I'm going to pay for your insurance for a year and everything else in order for you to have this car. That's good news, right? And so even, even evil opponents in the NBA can do something good. It's amazing how hard it is to find good news out there, and I hope to find um, more good news for you um, throughout the next couple weeks. We've been doing these fun skits. It's good news that people are having babies. Be fruitful and multiply, God says. It's, it, it's so exciting, all the good news that's coming up on the stage, and and we hope to share that with you all, all week long over the last three weeks. We've had different people from Luminous Church post on Instagram and Facebook their good news stories. And uh, they've just been doing it with hashtag good news. We would encourage you to keep posting good news stories, things that God is doing in your life that's exciting. Whether it's, whether it's homemade dessert or whatever it may be, we want you to do that. Um, because we are taking all these, we're going to collect them, and we're going to share them at the end of our series. And I'm excited about that, just to see what God's been doing over the last four or five weeks in our church through you. Um, so many stories. Two weeks ago, we talked about good news in Jesus. Good news, Jesus coming. Um, last week, we talked about good news and, and prophecy fulfilled. This week, we're going to talk about good news, that news that refreshes and renews, refreshes and renews. Next week, we'll talk about good news, the promise of the Holy Spirit. So I'm excited about what's happening here. Um, I love Gatorade. My wife likes Gatorade more than me. She Every time she is sick, um, I guess there's something in her that she just says, I have to have Gatorade, the yellow Gatorade. And so every time she's sick, if I want to win my wife over, as I pursue her, then I must show up with some yellow Gatorade without being asked. It's very important. But I love Gatorade. Gatorade came out in 1965. 1965, the assistant coach of the Florida Gators was noticing that all of his players were getting heat exhaustion. And they couldn't last through the game. So he went to a bunch of scientists and said, what is going on here? Why is this happening? And found out as you sweat, you sweat all your electrolytes out and you're burning carbs and you're getting depleted and all these things. So they invented Gatorade. As they did and they released it that season, the Florida Gators went seven and four that season. They started just doing new things and new leaps and new bounds. And the next season they went nine and two and won their first Orange Bowl. Won the Orange Bowl that year. And pretty incredible. A year later, or a couple years later, two years later, uh, three years later, what happened is the coach, Coach Ray Graves, um, from the Gators, went and approached the Kansas City Chiefs. And at their training camp in the summer, everybody was passed out. He exhausted. He says, you have to do this. They did it in training camp, and it was amazing. They had Gatorade on the side of the training camp the whole time. And it ended up that, that these who were not widely favored ended up winning Super Bowl number four. It's pretty crazy what this stuff can do. And, and Gatorade now is on every sideline in the NFL. It's in over 70 Division I schools. It's all over the place. And, and Gatorade is important. And as you're going through life and going through this Christian walk, 
we find that sometimes we need some spiritual Gatorade. Sometimes we need something that's going to um, refresh us and re-energize us. Proverbs 25, 25, as Elisa already read, we're going to be in a couple scriptures this morning. That's going to be one of them. It says, like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. So is good news from a far country. Like thirst, like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Our soul thirsts. Our soul thirsts. We know our flesh thirsts. We know that quite well. How many marathon runners here? How many have done a lot of things here? I, I love right now Benson is spinning around in circles with his eyes shut. Almost. He has like one eye open, you know, so he doesn't fall. And he's just doing that over and over and over again. And when he's done, he's thirsty. He's thirsty. Physical thirst. As you run in your lane spiritually, you're going to get thirsty. As you're running in this Christian walk, you're going to get thirsty. And we know this because oftentimes, oftentimes we're wondering, man, why am I so dry? Often that's our Christianese word. How you doing spiritually? I'm just dry. And as we're dry, what quenches that thirst? What quenches that inside of us? What do we do about that? Well, I love the fact that good news quenches thirst. Good news quenches thirst. It's why we do life together. It's why we're in community together. It's why we came to church this morning together. Because this morning, you ran really hard this week. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you from coming Sunday morning and then Saturday night gets here and you're like, man, I'm dry. And you just need to taste something. You need, you need a drink. You need, you need to, to experience something new and fresh. And that's what I love. As you come in, you see people getting water baptized. You know, maybe, maybe if you're too young to really appreciate that because maybe all your peers are getting baptized. But the older you get, the more you appreciate baptism. The more you appreciate new life. The more you appreciate it because as you live this walk for 40 years with Jesus, as you've been going day in and day out, week in and week out, year in and year out, as you've been doing that, you notice something. It's worth it. This life is worth it. And just like somebody who gets water baptized, it's, it's very similar to a kid getting born. Because you've experienced life and you realize all these things that this kid is going to go through. All these things this kid's going to experience. All these things that they're going to do and how rich life can be. And how much more life with Jesus? How much more life in him, through him? It's incredible watching somebody get baptized because you realize it's just the beginning. And it refreshes you because it brings back all these memories. Proverbs 15, 30 says this. The light of the eyes rejoice, the heart and good news refreshes the bone, the bones. Good news, good news that we're talking about is more than surface deep. It's more than surface deep. It's more than just the goosebumps, right? It's more than just filling out some emotional fix. It, good news refreshes 
the bones. It goes all the way down. It goes deep. The Hebrew word bones here means making bones fat. And so the contrast would be that there are frail bones and there are breakable bones. And in a moment, you know that where something could happen and you would just fall apart and fall to pieces and break. But when you have good news, good news makes your bones fat. It makes them strong. You can withstand blows. You can withstand many things. Good news makes you strong. And I love that, that Jesus came to bring good news. I love the fact that he came from a faraway country to bring good news. He came from a country that is not to your left and to your right, but that's up above. He descended from heaven to come into the earth as a, as a human, and here he is bringing good news to you and to me. Good news. It quenches our thirst. But good news, it also renews. It also renews. It's, it's been my long prayer that, that, God, I would be made new, be made new in you. As we've seen people come, countless people come through Luminous Church, and we've seen them come over and over and over again. They come with their, their brokenness and their junk and everything else. And we understand it because we were broken and we had junk and we had everything else. And we understand when they come through these doors that they're asking one simple question. God, are you big enough to make me new? Are you big enough to come alive? Are you big enough because you see I'm real messed up? And what I love about Jesus is that he is big enough. David, the psalmist was also a king, and as he was a king, he was reigning, and favor just entered David's life over and over again. He had so much favor. I mean, as a young boy, he was promised the crown. There were so many things around his life, so many things that were coming up with him, and, and he was doing amazing things, but even David had junk. Even David had junk. I mean, check this out. And there was a moment when they were going to war and his best friend was with him. But he loved his best friend's wife. That's a no-no. Don't love your best friend's wife. And as he loved his best friend's wife, he sent, he sent his best friend to war. And not just, not just to, to be the general and strategy, but to the front lines where the arrows were flying. He said, I'm going to send him over there so I can do what I want in my heart. And as he did what he was, wanted in his heart, his best friend died and he sinned. In Psalm 51, after Nathan the prophet rebuked him and said, dude, David, what are you doing? You're jacked up. You're jacked up. You need to come to repentance. David began to explore what God started in him so long ago. And he said, man, the Holy Spirit has come upon me, and God's doing incredible things, but, but man, I'm just not feeling the presence of God like I used to. I'm just not in right standing. In Psalm 51.10, one of my favorite verses, David begins to write this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. David knew, okay, I don't just need a, a drink of Gatorade. 
I don't just need, I just don't need a worship song on Sunday morning. I don't just need some, some lip service. I don't just need something that's going to bring goosebumps. I need something deep to my bones. I need something that's going to renew me and, and, and go deeper than just refreshing. I need to be made new. And when you messed up so much, when you're jacked up so much, that's really our cry, is that you, God, would make me new. That you would make me new because, because if I'm not new, then the old is still around and the old stuff stinks. I don't want the old stuff anymore. I want the new stuff. I'm amazed how God restored David. He restored him. In fact, it even says that David was a man after God's own heart. He wasn't defined by past circumstances. That wasn't his identity. It wasn't his identity that, that David, David was kind of a man after God's heart. David sort of liked God. David went to church sometimes and, and raised his hands sometimes and read his Bible sometimes and, and lived okay, but um, went to the club sometimes and did all these things and then loved Jesus. It wasn't that. David was known after his heart for God. And there's good news this morning because the good news is this, is that you and I can be known for our heart for God. You and I can be known for our passion, our desire, our love for God, and not because of what we do, but almost more what we don't do, what we give up to say yes to God and, and who he is. Jesus knew this quite well as he steps onto the scene, as we've talked about him stepping onto the scene over 2,000 years ago as he's walking in John chapter 4. In John chapter 3, he just had an amazing conversation with a religious leader. With this religious leader, he told him about being born again, being made new, that I've come to save the world. And here we find him in John chapter 4 next to a well. And as he goes out to a well, he sends every, everybody else, all his disciples, to go into the town to gather food. And in John 4, 6, it says this, Jacob's well was there. So Jesus wearied as he was from his journey. Wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. And a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. He, 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 it's amazing that even Jesus needed to be refreshed. Even Jesus needed to be refreshed. Even he, he needed a drink. Even he wanted a drink. Even, even he got tired. It, it's such a weird, weird paradigm. How, how does God, or paradox, how does Jesus fully man, fully God? Fully God embodied into a flesh that would eat and drink, that feels emotions, that feels what you and I feel. We cry out, Jesus, you don't understand me. I'm a man and I got needs. Jesus was a man and he had needs. He said that he had the same needs that you and I have. Some of the same desires lived just like you and me. And he's sitting there in verse 8, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans, especially women Samaritans in that culture. I love that Jesus came and he broke cultural norms. 
I love that you come to church. You're a part of San Antonio and you're a part of the kingdom of God here in this city and you're breaking cultural norms. You're breaking norms that the gospel says that, hey, it's okay to break this. It's okay to surpass this. You love people that you shouldn't love. You're sitting next to somebody that you shouldn't sit next to. There are things that God has done that says, I'm doing this and I don't even know why, but it's because the gospel has put this in place for me. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, verse 11, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Where do you get this living water? Here she is next to a well. A well that's been providing water for her family and friends for thousands of years. This, this well was an inheritance passed down from generation to generation. And you do well if you leave an inheritance to your children's children. But even the inheritance left may not be an inheritance that's kept. And so here we find this woman by the well. Sir, you have nothing to draw water. Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank for it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will drink, that I will give him, will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, Give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. This woman realized something in a moment that this water that he was talking about is something that she desperately needed because it moved past the fleshly experience. It moved into a spiritual experience where she, was, she was, had five husbands living with another, and as she was doing that, and she was going about doing her life, she was a broken woman. And in your brokenness and in that state, you realize how dry and weary you really are. You realize how desperately you need a drink. And as Jesus offered this water to her, she wanted it. She asked for it. Her life is never the same. Next week, we're going to talk about what living water is. How living water comes to us, how it fills us up, how we walk with living water. What is this living water that Jesus was promising? What is this water? Next week, can't wait for that. And as the team comes up to help close us out this morning. I want to remind us this morning that as David said this, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. David, this man who desperately knew, desperately knew that I need to be made new. I think it's no different for us that we need to be made new. And for some of us spiritually, we've been made new at the, at the time that Jesus became the Lord of our life. And for others, we want to be made new today because we're jacked up and we're messed up and I'm messed up. 
and I'm jacked up and I need to be made new each and every day. There's a promise in Revelation 21.5 and he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. If you would stand with me this morning. What I've found most oftentimes, most oftentimes I think when we just need to be made new and we need to be made fresh and we need God to do something inside of us. It's not sitting there in our pity party and sulking and, and feeling sorry for ourselves. Have you ever felt sorry for yourself? Did it help? Did it make you feel better? <laughs> Maybe for a moment. In our sulking and in this moment and in moments like that, sometimes we don't need this moment where, of reflection. Sometimes we do, but this morning, I think more than just sitting here, sitting here sulking, I think we should just praise. I think we should just praise. Praise has carried people from one season into the next. When you're praising in the storm, you find yourself getting to the other side a lot faster. Have you ever been busy with life and you wondered, where did the day go? And you were so busy. And then the next moment you're on your couch all day, channel surfing, just waiting. And it's only been 30 minutes. Like, man, is this day going to speed up? Sometimes we just need to praise. Sometimes praise will carry us into the next season. Sometimes praise will move us into a place we need to go. So I think for you this morning that you know who you are in Jesus. And if you know who you are in Jesus, you realize the victory that Jesus has already won. And for those who don't know Jesus and need to encounter Jesus and need an experience with Jesus at the well and said, you know, I've been real thirsty in my soul and my bones are so fragile and I feel like I'm going to break. Then you need prayer. And I want you to come get prayer this morning as we sing and we praise Jesus. So can we kick this off a little bit and get a little excited here this morning? And yes, 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 yes. Come on, let's do that. So Jesus, we thank you for the victory. We thank you for who you are this morning, God, and we praise you. And Lord, would we praise on our way out this morning? Would we praise you so much? Father, we praise you right now.